Is a tomato a fruit or a vegetable? You're asking the wrong person. I, I don't. I don't play with that stupid nonsense. I don't play with it. It's a vegetable. I, I know what the scientists say. Relax. I went to school, but I don't acknowledge it as a fruit. We all know what the fruits are. We all know what the vegetables are. Stop it. And then you have to hear that one person in your life. But you know, actually, no, actually, no. There's no actually. This episode sponsored by Helix Mattress. And they got a deal for you. 20% off all mattress orders. And as a bonus, you'll receive two free pillows. Just go to helixsleep.com slash opie with Helix. Better sleep starts now. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to my little live stream from uh, from the ocean, from a peaceful ocean with calm waves and a slight breeze at maybe three miles an hour. Welcome to your Friday. Let's see who's first today on the live stream. That's bragging rights for somebody. Yeah, I give it to Dave Range. You are first on the whole damn thing, Dave. I hope you have a good weekend. We got uh, Bill from Jersey. What's up, Bill? What a great start to a Friday. Well, right on, man. Uh, what's up, Richard? Yeah, 2023, the summer of 2023 is is the summer of the podcast wars, the live streaming wars. Ladies and gentlemen, the Mud Shark. <laughs> Dude, I am giving you the title. I will go after you eventually, and then we'll hate each other. But let's just do this. <laughs> I, I'm staying on the, the fringes of the uh, the live streaming wars of 2023. But You're on the fence. But Chad, you're the you're the one that's you're the one. Come on now, with your sniping and your yelling and screaming <laughs> at everybody. How are you, my friend? Good, to, good to see you, Opie. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, the the accolades uh, yeah. that I deserve. Uh, I, I guess, I guess you deserve it. <laughs> oh, look, Bill from Jersey gave me a tenor just because you're on. Cheers to the mud shark. Cheers to the mud shark on this super chat Friday. Good, good. Uh, Bill from Jersey's good people. He's a big fan. Let me run down some people. Like, sure. You had Stuttering John on your live stream recently, right? Yeah. And you guys got along, right? Yes. I stay out of most of this, but I the Stuttering John thing absolutely interested me me so i checked him out on your show and him yelling and screaming on other shows and the guy has held his own yeah a lot of haters out there but the guy held his own and spoke the truth about a lot of people out there you got to respect that no i i totally do and it's very entertaining regardless of what you think Uh, and and say what you want stuttering john has made a lot of people a lot of money i mean 100 percent 100 percent there's so much going on there and it's like i i don't pick sides because especially with like especially with you mm. um because it could like, change that's what i'm saying i could go all in like yeah i also hate that guy and next thing you know i i, I turn on your live stream and you're talking to the, <laughs> you're talking to the guy you were hating i mean yes and no <laughs> you got balls and then i got kevin brennan he sends me the link every day and, and, and he was cocky on his Twitter. He's like, send Opie the link. I'm like, you don't send me the link. I send you the link. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, I was watching. Send was him watching. the link like he's like sitting on a throne. Like, okay, send him the link. Yeah. I ain't playing that. I send you the link. Well, that's his thing now. He goes, you know, he in his mind, he's like, Opie had his day. I send the link. No, 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 no. But he's not, no offense to Kevin Brennan, 
Uh, he's obviously killing it. But he's not talking to a lot of people still. I'm not no. talking to a lot of people. In between between the Facebook and the YouTube, I'm at almost, almost at 150. That's it. Yeah. But, but I mean, is he killing it if he's talking to five, 600 people a day? I will say this, honestly, and everybody that's involved in listening to this and watching this, none of it matters. Nobody gives a shit. There's like a small group of people like Red Honda that cares. That's it. Nobody else cares. Nobody. <laughs> See, thank you for saying that. Because I try to tell these guys that if, you're, if your whole show is to basically do a Jocktober, which we did back in the day, I mean, it's obvious where all this came from. I mean, you can't deny that, right? Um, are you going to deny that? No, I mean, they, all right. they, they stole Jocktober and ran with it. And if that's all you're doing with your show, how are you going to build an audience in the end? I agree. I mean, it's, you got to, nobody, and I, the one thing I did learn is nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. They, they think they do, but right. nobody has the answers. Nobody really knows what's going on. Well, you that's jump what, on a live stream and you spend the whole time just beating up another live streamer. Like, okay, that's fun. But there, there's a reason why we only did Jocktober once, you know, for one month out of the year. It gets old after a while. So then I ask these live streamers, and you're certainly trying to do another thing. It's like, what else do you have? Because yeah. if you don't have anything else, if that's all you have, you're never going to build an audience. Never. Yeah. Never. So enjoy the limelight until the podcast of uh, podcast wars of 2023, you know, kind of simmer out. And then what do you got? And that's the question today. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I, like I was doing my my podcast, sit down, zoom out. Please subscribe to my channel if you guys are watching. I appreciate that. Yeah, and it's just we. I want to cover other things, talk about other things, but you know, right now this thing's hot, and yeah. everyone's, you know, like I, I big, I, I, you know, Florentine said he was talking to Big J Orkison, like Louis J Gomez. They're all watching what we're doing. Burt Kreischer's watching what we're doing. Sam Tripley's. So I'm like, all right, well, it's 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 soap opera for shitty podcasters and. <laughs> So let's just have fun with it for right now. But it, you're right. 100%. It's going to change. Things are going to happen. And I'm prepared for it. I'm ready. All right. Yeah. You're gonna I, I would to love this. I would love to transition out of this. I know we're going to do our football podcast in the fall. Right. So I'm looking forward to that because that'll be a different speed where you just talk football and, you know, football's universal. And we don't have to. I, I don't want to talk about Carl from Rochester or Steel Toe every day of my life. I don't care. I really don't. I got to be honest. I, I avoid those guys, uh, but sure. I've, taken a, I, I've taken a peek at both of them. They're terrible at this. Really bad. They're absolutely terrible at this. Yeah. We would have squashed them. It would have taken one day if they were competing with us on, on the, you know, back in the day with the, the big radio shows. We would have squashed them like a, they're really bad at this. Well, that's the thing. They've been influenced, and it's just the internet's given so many people so many voices. Where people in the chat, your chat right now, they have become. They're not. They were first. They were fans. Now they think they're the entertainers, and a lot of that's happening right now. Right. Well. All right. I mean, God bless them, but I don't see them ever building it into anything that is significant, that where they could sustain a living doing it. Right. So, so enjoy it now because it's going to be short lived. Red Honda with the two dollars. I want to acknowledge him. Thank you, Opie, Chad, and and Mazer. People like this Mazer guy. I don't know anything about him. We're going to put him on in a minute. Or You're going to love him. You're going to love him. All right. And then uh, Detroit uh, by Dark. It is Super Chat Friday. Two major wins this week for the Mud Shark. Brought stuttering John back from the dead and sent Bob packing. Bob Levy packing. 
What's the deal with Bob Levy? Um, Bob Levy is a he's a he's an old man who uh, has four stock lines that he uses, and he hitches his wagon to people with a little following. He saw Shuley had a following, then he had Kevin had a following. So Bob just hitches his wagon to these people, and then for some reason or another, they give him money because he doesn't know how to do it himself. He's not doing this by himself. No, no. It's like he has to find somebody who knows how to run something, or well, that's, you know. Well, that's weird because, like, if you, like I'm doing it by myself, so I, I'm I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go fuck you, Chad. You ain't getting any of my money today, and I and and you know what I mean. And you're doing it by yourself, and you can say fuck you. You're not getting any of my money. But when you're not, when you have to like uh, do it with other people, there's there's way less money involved. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's Bob's whole his whole career has been hitching his wagon to somebody. Like whether it's Stern, Kid Chris, uh, Shuley, he's always trying to find that way. And uh, you know, it's exposed. It is what it is. And I had to go on Kevin's show and show him who he really is. And he hates it. They're gonna try to rewrite history. They're gonna try to gang up on me. They're coming at me with nine people. It's not working, people. It's not working. <laughs> Keep doing it. I'm still here. I don't go away. I just get stronger. I saw that clip and uh, I tweeted because someone sent it to me and I go, yeah, it was a, it was a bit yelly. <laughs> it was like Judy Gold and Kevin Brennan on your show. Oh, you remember that? <laughs> of course. It was yelly. Okay. It was the yelly. Yeah, Kevin Brennan got mad at me because uh, he he obviously had a great appearance on the on the radio show and I invited him back and I, I kind of wish I used him more back in the day. And uh, I just said, yeah, but he was a bit yelly, and he took that to heart. So now any chance I get, I could, I, I shove that it's a bit yelly at him. <laughs> yeah, you, you came up with a term. <laughs> it's a bit yelly. Honestly, it was great. Uh, I don't know. I, I want to just call all of this radio because that's the roots of all this. It, it was great radio when you and uh, Bob Levy were screaming at each other. And there's Kevin Brennan like this. Yeah. Getting all smiley. It's hard to make Kevin Brennan smiley. You either got a hundred dollar super chat at him, and then he casually goes like this. Smiley and quiet. So that's why I knew it was good radio. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm on to something because Kevin's not talking and he's smiling. I, I that's it was really good. I don't know nobody about, can do. I don't know much about Bob Levy. He came on the show really late in the Opie and Anthony years. And yeah, he was he was good. He came up with one of the funniest lines ever for Lady Die, one of our regulars. Yeah. He, he called her uh, Lady Guy. <laughs> I'll never ever forget that line from him. But I don't I honestly don't know much about the guy. Well, I do know one thing. Um he uh he ran to Opie and Anthony soon he soon as he threatened to kill Howard Stern. He ran to you guys. Yeah. So <laughs> well a lot of those guys, I mean, Shuley was another one. Are you where you at with Shuley? I, I don't know who you like and who you don't, but I'll just talk openly about all these guys. I don't like any of them. Any of them. Uh they're all garbage. They're Man, that's a good place to be, isn't it, Chad? Yeah. <laughs> isn't it a great place to be? They're backstabbers. I'm not, even, I'm not even committing to you. Isn't it great to just yes. say go after yourself to everybody? They'll turn on you in five fucking seconds for a super chat, so it doesn't matter. Right. I don't trust them. I don't like them. They all can go fuck themselves. You know, it, it is what it is. Can you, because uh, you're like the expert of the uh, podcast wars of 2023. What's Shuley's gig? Is his whole gig just making fun of Stuttering John? Yeah, he's trying to build a network over there. He's got other shows going. I think that was the main thing, him going after John and now they're 
they're trying to pivot and transition, which you should in this podcast wars because like you said it's not going to last forever so you got to go in another direction so they're trying right and you know whether it's successful or not i don't know i mean he's he seems to do pretty well for himself you know but you know i i, I used to get along with shuli all the time we were great you know every time we saw it and interacted we were fine but i think bob is leading he's orchestrating the lead you right. know talk so i i think you know he's kind of fallen you know, either with him or without, you're either with Bob or against him, and that's what's going on. The only thing I got at Shuley, he left the Howard Stern show. He started his uh, podcast, right? Yeah. Th- he sent me like the first episode, like he DM'd me the link. I didn't hmm. search it out. He DM'd me the link. He's like, "Hey, oh, this is what I'm up to." I could probably even find it if I had to, if I had to show the receipts. So I I listen to it. You know, I don't listen to a lot of people's stuff. If I'm around, I'll I'll tune in your live stream for sure cuz you're just fucking nuts. I love people that are nuts. Cuz you never know. That was my that was my philosophy on the radio. Like you got to tune in every day cuz you never you don't know what the f's going to happen. You know, it's a yeah. great way to live. It's crazy it, it's intense, but it's a cool way to live. So I, I listened to Shuley's podcast because I had some curiosity, and he was always very, very nice towards me. He would come yeah. down the hall and say hi, and uh, he was a little nervous by that because of the two camps, the Howard Stern and the Opie and Anthony. But uh, he's like, F that. These guys are cool. And he would say hi, you know. So I listened to his uh, podcast. I liked it. For the first episode, it wasn't bad at all. And then I'm like, hey, man, why don't you come on my, uh, you know, on my podcast? We could talk a little bit and you could promote your podcast. I never heard from the guy again. You sent me the podcast. It wasn't like I was searching you out. Right. Right. Just, these people are just so weird, man, sometimes. Yeah, you can't get close to them because they'll be- there's another guy, uh, Patrick. Uh, he's nobody likes onions. Like I worked with him about a year and a half ago and we got along really well. And then I brought him into this world. And then he kind of turned on me in five seconds. So I was like, all right, this is what it is. These guys will stab you in the back to get ahead. So it's 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 ugly. It's an ugly war. If, yeah, if but it's will. just like, uh, no offense because you're a comedian, but it's like the comedians. It, I see the same similarity with these uh, low-level live streamers. You're, you're above, you're above uh, pretty much most of them. But I have to say this. It's like. It's like a bucket of crabs. They're all just like this, trying to get to the top of a bucket. That's all they're trying to do. They're never going to escape the bucket if you if that's all you do with your live stream. I'm telling you, it's a good analogy. <laughs> the comedians are like that. You know, they're all like uh, buddy buddy with each other, but they're just a crab in a bucket pushing another crab's head down so they can get a little higher. That's but why. In I got- public, but in public, they'll praise that person. You know, dude. I'm gonna put you on the spot slightly, but I'm not. You don't have to mention any names or nothing. All I I'll want you to do is to agree with this, because you're a comedian. That's why I left LA. I saw the hypocrisy and the craziness of this, and the people. They, when I got a huge war with Pat and Oswald, and that I saw comedians turn on me because it wasn't the popular thing to do. I go, oh, this is what you guys are. Because right, I, I I moved to LA. I was like Adam Egan was giving me spots at the store. I was I was on Family Friends. Uh, I wasn't a paid regular, but I, I was getting spots and I, you know, I was going on every podcast. And as soon as I got in that war with Pat and Oswald, they all turned Burt Kreischer. They all turned their back on me. And I'm like, okay, this is what it is. And well, so when is, I see a, a comedian yeah. canceled or I'm like, okay, what's the other side? So I'm usually I'm on that guy's side. Cause I know the hypocrisy and the pylon mentality of the herd mentality, if you will. 
Right. Well, this is what I was going to, sorry, I didn't know you were going to stop abruptly there. I was listening to you. I thought you had a, like one more sentence there. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> no, it was all good. Um, this is what I wanted to ask you and, and you could agree or disagree. So you got a bunch of these comedians, you see them all in the clubs and stuff year after year after year. You know that most of them don't like the other guys at all. They have little, little clicks where they do like each other. But as soon as someone has a Netflix special, a comedy special, oh, he's the greatest comic working today. He's so funny. Make sure you check out his Netflix special. And I'm like, I'm privy to, to what you really think of this person. Why do you feel like you have to like, like prop this guy up? What, yeah. what is that about? Because yeah. it's not it's not genuine. It's not no. it's not honest. Like for example, Tom Zagura just released a Netflix special. And yeah, I've I've worked with Tom. I know Tom. Nice enough guy. Uh, I, I would never say we were friends. But he knows who I am. I know who he is. But I didn't go tweet out his Netflix special. Like, you got to see this. Right. Because I didn't watch it, and I don't give a shit. Right. And good luck to him. He's made millions. He's done well. But I'm not going to, like, just to get on his good side, like, you got to see this. No, it's there. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Sure. Why, why has he made millions? He's a smart business guy. I don't know. Is it business more than more than co content? He did the show a couple times. He was just okay. Yeah, I don't. He like, was just okay. He doesn't suck. But to see that he's one of uh, the guys just making insane money at this, I I personally don't get it. See, me and you, Chad, let's do this. Yeah. I don't get it. It's who you know, and if you know a guy named Joe Rogan, it's pretty good business. And he does it with his wife. Ugh. Yeah, it's not good. Oh, that's, not, that's not good. God. That's not good. <laughs> I know you're distracted by this. So where are we at with uh, Cardiff? I, it's, it's, he's just he's another guy. He's just a, like the crab in the bucket. It's just I don't understand what he's doing. It's just like want, he's got a high profile you? job. And I, it's just like, well, why are you doing this? You want to uh, you want to it's really up to you. You want to play rodeo and put him on for five minutes and see what now, happens. <laughs> send Tony the link. He's he's nothing. He's just like, go. I, I don't have the link for Tony. I thought you were going to send it to Tony. Uh, okay, I'll send it to him. Card, if I try there, brother. It's just, it's he's trying to create something that doesn't exist, and I don't, I'm not good with I, well, that. Like, have you backed down with the, the whole doxing thing that you were threatening him with? Where we are uh, that? I, um, yeah, if he wants to come on like by himself, like without the filter, I'm all in. Like, just use your face. No, no puppets, no cartoons. Come on out. Yeah, let's do that. I'm all I, in for that. Send the link. If he wants to be that, and I'll do it. I think I'm going to give you my honest opinion on Cardiff. I think I think he's uh, he's kind of talented at this. But I also think that, you know, maybe you move on from uh, use the potato thing, but also like surprise everyone and just pop on as yourself because he he's. He definitely has talent uh, past the, all the drama that goes on in the uh, live streaming world. Yeah, I just there's no bravery in it. It's like if you go out there with your real name and your face, like. It, but if you go out there like with a cartoon or a puppet and you're talking trash and you know, it's kind of cowardly. I just don't respect it. It's just like, you know, anybody can do that. Anybody. It's just right. you know. But no, I think Cardiff is talented past uh, past uh, the attacking that goes on in this crazy world. Um, I, I just don't understand, like, like what is he getting out of this? Like, what's his intention? Like, considering what he can lose, like, uh, I, I just don't get it. Well, has he said anything crazy where it would hurt his job? 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. What, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't like it. I know you're good with that, but I don't. It's not my thing. It's Wait, well, like, I don't like what? Tell me. No, I said I know you like the 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 potatoes and the corns, and I'm like, I don't get it. <laughs> it's kind of fucked. <laughs> I mean, if you did it every day, you know, that's what I try to tell these guys. If you do the same thing every day. You're not going to build an audience. It's all about variety. So, like, if I had the vegetables on every day, it would it would lose its appeal, obviously. Right. Right. But if uh, but if Cardiff came on as not a potato and, and mixed it up, then I I think I think there would be a lot of interest in that as well. So yeah, uh, they're calling you a coward. I you know, the king of there's all nothing the- cowardly about it. I, they're going to say that because. They like conflict and they like confrontation and they want drama. And it's just like, hey, I just don't care. I don't want it. Like, it's not like. Yeah, you're not a you're not a guy that uh, likes uh, drama. I've noticed that about you. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, Tony Mazer. What's up, Tony? Is this the Opie show on WBAB? You did not listen to me at WBAB. <laughs> Sorry, Chad. I had to move you out of the power position. I'm I'm not like Levy. Like, put me back up there. I got to go back up there. How's it going, gentlemen? uh... Tony Mazur, did you listen to me at WBAB for real? No, no. I I was probably about maybe, what, about six years old around that time. You don't don't have to say that. (laughs) But I'm a Doogie Howser. I've been in radio, you know, from a very young age. Yeah, and I was too. When I was 18 years old, I got into radio, and I was inspired by one Greg Opie Hughes to join the business. So here I am. Not Opie and Anthony? It was the Opie part? Um, Well, I knew that you were the radio guy, and I wanted to be the radio guy. I knew I wasn't really that good of a stand-up comedian at that time. I eventually did stand up, very mediocre, but uh, I figured, yeah, why not? Uh, I I could tell Opie is is, is the radio guy and got a chance to meet you back when I was 18 and inspired me to get into broadcasting. And, uh, yeah, I I ended up making $27,000 a year. So (laughs) thank you so much, Opie. Isn't it pathetic? It is so pathetic, this stupid business. Uh, All right. So people are saying, who the hell is Tony Mazur? I mean, there are people out there that absolutely know who you are. But for my audience, uh, Chad, why don't you introduce Tony Mazur? You guys do a show together. Give me uh, the ins and outs of Tony. Tony is a guy I met uh, probably about 10, what, 12 years ago, 13 years ago. Uh, I was on the air in in Cleveland, Ohio on WMMS uh, 100.7. Tony was working behind the scenes at 92.3, the fan, which did they air Opie and Anthony back in the day? Yes. Yes, they did. That was uh, was, called Extreme Radio and then eventually K-Rock. Where was this? What what market? Cleveland. Cleveland. Oh, Cleveland. Okay, I'm sorry. I I, I got distracted by Ross Dog's Broken Spirit given uh, five ninety nine. Opster arm Chad with a can of oil. He will feel emboldened to face Cardiff. There it is. Let's face Cardiff today, Chad. Let's let's let's, let's rock this thing. The, 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 he's trying to get attention. And he wants to get on your radar. Let's just what forget if we about say, it. Uh, we give him a quick five minutes. I will not do anything you don't want to do. Because I, I mean, it's just why you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're 
You're better than that. You did it. You should be in the Radio Hall of Fame not talking to a, a guy from Niagara Falls with a filter on. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I guess I should be in the Radio Hall of Fame. I have no interest in that, by the way. None whatsoever. They, they put, I think, Carol Miller in that recently. I mean, we ran circles around her. They hate us. The people that pick the, 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 uh, the radio shows, they hate us. They will never put Opie and Anthony in there. And we read circles about uh, around Carol Miller. You no, made her cry. No, no disrespect, but she's just like a music jock. Who gives a crap? Wait, wait, Tony, they made her cry? Yeah. I, I'm pretty, I remember that. You guys made Carol Miller cry on the air, right? Well, um, th so the Carol Miller story. You never heard this, Chad? I've never heard it. And Tony, you're from Cleveland? Yes. Okay. I was distracted by Ross Dog. So when like Chad was introducing you, I I, I didn't hear anything. So I, I apologize. I don't blame you. I wasn't listening either. Okay. <laughs> I'll I'll watch this back later and go, oh man, oh, that's interesting. Um so when me and Anthony came to New York and we were working at WNEW, they were a, a legendary rock station with Scott Muni. Their lineup was well respected. But by the time we got there, these guys were pretty damn old and boring as all hell. Okay. And it was obvious they wanted to change the whole direction of NEW. Uh, and they put the whole station on me and Anthony's backs, which was crazy because no one knew us when we moved to uh, New York City. I mean, nobody. We had huge success in Boston. But that didn't mean we were going to have huge success in New York City. So uh, these guys fought us at every turn. They were like, it's about the music. It's not about talk. And back then it was faxes. They would hang up all the hate faxes. That's why I can handle all of this garbage. I, it's, it's been part of my life since I started. So these uh, legendary jocks would hang up the faxes where they basically were saying, Opie and Anthony stink, get rid of these guys, you know, all that crap. And they would hang it in the, in the, in the studio. And we fought all of them, all of them, right to their face. And the only one that was cool to us was Scott Muni. He's like, these guys got something because he was on his way out. He he knew his uh, his time was done, and he was fine with that. So Carol Miller, I, I will tell you this much about her: she actually had the balls to fight us face to face. The rest of the guys would fold and only talk shit behind the scenes and hang up the faxes and leave. So you, you couldn't really uh, confront them because they, they were doing it in secrecy. She came right at us and she's, and she said, it's about the music. And then she made some kind of bet. She goes, I will do it my way and you do it your way and we'll see who wins. I'm like, deal. And the rest is history. We kicked her ass and everyone else's ass. And one day, because I was uh, just being a complete dick, she came in with tampons for me. I mean, you got to respect that. You got to respect that. So I don't know if we made her cry. But then the station, it, it got so ugly because the on-air fights, we would yell and scream at each other. And then um, they made a, a rule at WNEW that Carol Miller wasn't allowed to do her show until, I mean, wasn't allowed to enter the studio until we left. So she had to wait in a mail room and wait for us to pass back to our office. And then she could come down the hall to the, uh, to the studio to do her music show. Um, that's how, that's how bad it got. They, they had to separate us, but I, I respect her for the fact that she took it right to our faces. She wasn't hiding behind fake accounts or nothing, man. You both were in the radio. I did a whole rant on uh, management, middle management at radio stations. Uh, is there anyone worse than that? Dave Dickless. 
right. I, you know, we were making 10, 20 times more than these guys. I'm like, why are you telling me what to do? You're a failed radio host. That's why you're in a stupid office trying to tell us what to do. If you were good, you would be making stupid money like me instead of telling me what to do. Shut your mouth. All right, knock it off. You need a new mattress. What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Check out Helix Sleep. Helix is offering an unbeatable deal, 20% off all mattress orders, and as a bonus, you'll receive two free pillows. This is their best offer yet, but it won't be available for long. Go to helixsleep.com slash Opie. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Man, I love my Helix mattresses. They are absolutely an upgrade for my old mattresses. The comfort and the support and the good night's sleep is unparalleled. Not only is the mattress itself exceptional, but the setup process was a breeze. Helix mattresses are conveniently delivered in a compact box straight to your door, free of charge. It couldn't be more convenient. Plus, they got the 10 to 15-year warranty, depending on the model you choose. Of course, this shows their commitment to quality and ensures your peace of mind. Chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine also recommend Helix as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. All right, Ope, what do I do? Well, they got uh, 20 unique mattresses, including the award-winning Lux Collection, the newly released Helix Elite Collection, mattresses designed for big and tall sleepers, and even mattresses specifically crafted for kids. And you're not sure which mattress to get? All right, it's simple. Take the Helix Sleep Quiz. Takes less than two minutes and discover your ideal mattress tailored to your body and sleep preferences. And then once you've found your perfect match, your personalized mattress will be shipped straight to your door free of charge. And you can test it out right there at home because they offer a 100-night trial. So sleep with the mattress for 99 days and then send it back. No, don't don't you do that. And Helix knows everybody's unique, and that's why Helix offers several different mattress models designed for specific sleep positions and preferences. If you sleep on your side, there are models with memory foam layers for optimal pressure relief. If you're a stomach or back sleeper, there are models with more responsive foam for essential support. Plus, enhanced cooling features keep you from overheating at night. All right, enough of my babbling. It's time for you to check it out for yourself, especially if you're in the market for a new mattress. And like I said, they got that unbeatable deal. 20% off all mattress orders. And as a bonus, you'll receive two free pillows. Best offer yet, but it won't last forever. Just go to helixsleep.com slash Opie. Once again, that's helixsleep.com dot com slash opie with helix better sleep starts now tony what's your favorite uh opie moment since you're such a encyclopedia of opie you know everything um well i do remember speaking of radio wars you guys had the war with jv and elvis and one of them was saying that opie is just a board op on the show and opie got pissed like was like oh i'm a board op i'm a board op and then what happened one I think one of the either JV or Elvis, they were like homeless or on drugs and maybe died. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Out well, the guy, but kind of some problems. Well, I uh, I had no issues. I, uh, I forgot which one it was. Was it JV? I had no issues with either one of those guys. You know, they were fighting for their spot. And uh, it was obvious when they took, they brought us back that uh, a lot of people were threatened and, uh, you know, you know, we had such a, a reputation about us. If we want to go longer with our show, we were going to go longer. And that would piss people off a lot. 
And uh, yeah, he went after me trying to say I was just like a button pusher or something like that. I just, I just absolutely went off. Yeah, they don't. This is why that type of thing is so stupid to me. Like they don't pay you ridiculous money for just being a button pusher. They would love. You guys know you're in radio. They would love to save that salary. They don't want to yeah. just hand you ridiculous money. Um. So you know, unfortunately, I think the curse of. Uh, of me is the fact that a lot of the stuff I did for a radio show, it wasn't the stuff you would notice when you're in your fucking car. And the only other person I that can relate to this is like, uh, maybe you guys can too, but I don't know you as well. Uh, is brother Weeds. We get, we have these conversations. It's like the little nuances and the little things you do to make the radio show uh, that much better. But if you're in your car, you don't give a fuck. You want to just laugh. So it's been my uh, frustration, my entire career that a lot of people don't notice, uh, the the subtle nuances of a radio show that are really really important but well and and you and what what i always found interesting was where you guys were when you got fired in 2002 from the new show by 2006 it was you guys had the same show it just the climate had changed so much in that time like you guys did xm for a couple of years but it just things changed and the things that you wanted to do that you could only do that you could do a couple of years earlier you couldn't do anymore and yeah. that's what was frustrating. Well, that's but I, I will defend uh, myself and Anthony and even Jimmy. Like we knew how to adjust. That's that's what I'm trying to say today with these low level live streamers. Like eventually the the podcast wars of 2023 are going to, you know, they're going to fizzle out. And then what do you got? You got to keep you got to keep adjusting. So even though it was frustrating that they were taking so many bits away from us, we were able to like uh, pivot and move on to other things. We were, you know, I, I, I really do believe the show started really going downhill when Anthony just started obsessing about race. And then we were blowing off so much other stuff that really made that show important and good. That's where I think, uh, you know, uh, it went sideways. Where are you well, at? Uh, where are you at with uh, Anthony these days, Chad? I mean, I have a show called Kumia's Cucks. Where do you think I'm at? <laughs> <laughs> I'm profiting greatly off of him being who Anthony is. So thank you, Anthony, for being a dick and a racist and a, a backstabber. That's my opinion. I know it's not everyone else's. He does He does turn on people uh, very, very quickly. I think more and more people are understanding that. But uh, what, what's the thing you're talking about as far as he goes these days? Because I, I truly don't check him out at all anymore like what is he up to i i honestly i don't pay attention i don't i'm not a compound subscriber i was using bill schultz's password for a couple years to like log on <laughs> but he changed it so now i'm no longer a, a subscriber i don't know what he's doing he's 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 behind a paywall yelling things i see clips i, I admit i do see clips uh usually it's about race or whatever or you know, that's that's all I got on Anthony. You know, it's, it is what it of, is. I think one of the mistakes I made was like uh, many, many years ago, I was, I basically told the world I don't want anything to do with the guy anymore. And people didn't really understand that. But I think he's kind of showing showing what I knew all those years ago, like just blasted the N word like it's nothing. I'm like, dude, you're he is so talented. I don't know why you would do that. I don't know why you wouldn't go back to just being a really talented, funny guy. I don't get it. Yeah, let, let, let's just say that. Let, you know, Anthony, he, he is talented, without a doubt. He's so talented, but I saw it. I saw something in him. I didn't have to bring him uh, into this crazy world. I had other people I was looking at as well, and who knows if I would have been as successful. I don't know. But uh, I know talent. 
And the guy was funnier than most people that were in that studio on a, a regular basis. A giant people would come in, giant A-list comedians. And I would see how intimidated they would be when Anthony was ju just doing his thing. Like, they were like, fuck, I can't compete with this fucking guy. And, and we're talking huge names, Kevin Hart and others. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> and then he decides to throw it all away to talk about race issues in America. It's like, dude. What are you doing, man? I've been doing this forever. This is nothing new. I, and this is where we all connect, Opie, is my first radio war was with Maxwell in Cleveland, Ohio. You remember oh, Maxwell? God, man. And, and punt. And punt. <laughs> and punt. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> he was the worst. And that's where it all started. Look, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you some good stuff about me and Anthony. Like, me and Anthony would sit around like, why is this show attacking us? Who are you? <laughs> Guy's catchphrase was, Ed Punt. Oh, wow, you got us. <laughs> we were always embarrassed to be in the radio business. We really were. Except for, like, for real. Except for, like, Ron and Fez. Um... You know, you got to give it to Howard, obviously, and just Brother Weeze. There were only a handful of shows, and then everyone else just – it was embarrassing to be part of it. It really was. We were above all of it. Well, it, it, one one bit you guys used to do that I appreciated was – do you remember there was Pot Talk Monday – Love. Rock Scream Tuesday. Yeah. You would do these things because as somebody who's worked with consultants over time and program directors, they say, you guys got to add like some benchmarks to the show. And looking back and listening to those where you're like, all right, call in with your favorite Rock Scream and we'll rate it for you. Yeah. And I'm, and as a radio guy, you're listening going like, this is amazing because you're actually mocking. Thank you for noticing. Because then other people like, I, I'm like, we're obviously making fun of the dumb business we're in. <laughs> so every Rock day we had something i forgot all of them and, and we decided to get even more and more ridiculous as the bit was going on but just like i'm trying to tell you guys today not you personally chad or tony like we knew the bit had legs we ran with it and then guess what the legs fell off and you had to move on to something else so if your whole live stream is jocktobering other live streams you're not going to build an audience <laughs> i'm an expert at this you jerks by the way, hit the like. I, for real, like that works. Hit the like. You you know you're liking this today. Hit the damn like. Yeah, it, it builds the algorithm. People, more people get eyes on it. So hit the like button. I've people uh, I've had some growth lately, Chad. A little bit, and I, I not worth bragging about yet. I'm not at your numbers, Mister Zumok, but I I'm you know I'll get there. I will get there. Yeah. Well, my whole thing was out of necessity but when they were doing the pile on. I was like, that's when I start fighting back. That's in January. I went from a little over a thousand subs to almost 4,000 like within months because I just fought back. Right. And I think that's what's going on with John right now. Whether you like him or not, he's fighting back and he's providing hilarious content. Whether you like stuttering John or not, it's happening. 100%. He's, he's red hot right now. Um, now, you went on Kevin Brennan's uh, live stream recently uh, when you and Shuli were going at it, and it was obviously it was obvious that Kevin Brennan was enjoying you. So where are you guys at nowadays? Are you still at each other's throats? I don't know. No, not necessarily because uh, he came on my show when John was on, and he came right. on for five minutes, and he hasn't been really saying anything, and I haven't been really saying anything, and I haven't really been sniping a show. So I don't know. I mean, is there a door open? 
Who knows? Tony, you know Kevin Brennan. What do you think? You're watching from an outside perspective. This whole thing is a soap opera. And, I, you know, seeing this for, you know, basically the beginning and all the who are these podcasts. Now, Chad, who would you rank the now I'm going to ask you a question. Where would you rank the biggest piece of shit in your mind right now as of today, as of whatever, July 7th? Is Bob Levy at the top of the list? Is yeah. Shuley? Is Carl? Is Cardiff? Like, who's the top of the list and who are you more right. possible to get along with in the next couple of days, weeks? Who knows? Take it, Opie. Tony is mine. I found my new co-host. These are br- these are brilliant questions, there, Chad. These are brilliant <laughs> questions. I don't know what you're paying the Tony, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double it. I, first of all, I wouldn't say top of the list. I'd say bottom of the barrel. I mean, there's they're all garbage. I mean, let me let me go with let me go with Tony. Start with the all right. The top five pieces of garbage in the podcast wars of 2023. I like to call it the live streaming wars of 2023 because I don't think any of those guys actually have a podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I coming if I just choose one right out of the gate because it's hot is Bob Levy, two Steel Toe no, no, because no no, no 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 Bob Levy why Steel Toe why the well Levy's here. I mean Levy's exposed it's over the grifting's done I mean he's still living off the Howard Stern credit that fucking Florentine got him he never had a TV credit he never did anything they're all they're all saying that john lives his glory days that's all truly and bob do steel toe is just a nobody he's a pay-to-play radio guy who backdoored himself into this got subs and uh likes because of me coming after me it took me two and a half months to respond to him and he's just so talentless and he's just a nobody and he's just so he's he's they're definitely at the bottom of the barrel his, and then his radio voice is kind of cute, though. Oh Jesus Christ, <laughs> Tony! You you get the radio voice crap, don't you? Oh yes, yeah, the pukey radio <laughs> voice. Hi. God, I hate this business. Why am I doing this? Now? Ron Lundy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, Ron Lundy? Ron, Who's Ron, Ron Lundy? Lundy? Ron Lundy, uh, CBS FM, I think. Right, Tony Mazur. Yes, that, that's think. correct. Those were the guys that uh, did CBS FM in New York City, and they they had a, such an echo because uh, they don't have anything. That's why when I, I fought Carol Miller, she's like, I'm going to play my music, and you do what you do, and we'll see who wins. I'm like, deal. <laughs> they never saw ratings higher, basically, in New York City. It was crazy. We were nipping at Howard Stern's heels, and she's playing Aerosmith Dream On for the 10,000th time. Who do you think's going to win? <laughs> So then, like, then all the dummies in this stupid business, and it's the CBS FM guys. Oh man, I'm waking up the whole neighborhood. You, you guys suck. <laughs> I usually try to be quiet in the morning. Um, somebody just poked out of their house, but anyway, mind your business. Um, <laughs> but then, like, then, like, the voice isn't good enough. So then, CBS FM, the DJs, they put an echo on it where it sounded like they were broadcasting from a fucking gymnasium. Because <laughs> they, because the guys don't have anything, so they have to pump it up any way they can with having the the, the radio voice and the echo and this and that. Was was there less talent in like the eighties morning zoo people, or less talent now in the podcast wars of twenty twenty three? 
That's a, that's a great question. God damn, this Tony Mazer. You're going places, Tony. I, I see 50 G's in your future, brother. 50? Goodness gracious. I'm settling for 45. I see 50 G's. The business always sucked, man. It always sucked. And then, you know, um, and then new media just destroyed regular radio because they just they, they, didn't, they didn't know what they were doing. And now we have the we have the podcast wars, and then like super chats are basically the old radio callers, like the snowy from Michigan. It's the, the that's no those way, are. no way. <laughs> I love how like the haters they go, uh, they try to get to me by going, "Why'd you take another call from Snowy?" <laughs> like that's all I did in my radio career. Maybe I took a few uh, too many calls from the dope, but uh, whatever. I did a lot more than just that. Tony, how big of an ONA fan were you? Because I know you were pretty big, but like, <laughs> like I, I listened, I listened to every uh, for when you guys came back to regular radio because I couldn't afford XM at the time. I was in high school, and uh, so it was a 2006 to around the time when Patrice died, and, and that was when I was working morning radio too. So I couldn't get a chance to listen to you guys all the time. Then you got to go home and nap. That was the whole thing with working mornings is you're planning the, – the biggest part of your day is planning when you're napping because you're going to be tired. You can sleep right. 13 hours. You are going to be tired when you wake up at 4 the next morning. Right. Um, yeah, no, I was a ma- – I was uh, – I knew all the characters of, you know, everything about that show. It, it really inspired me to be in radio. And, again, like I said, uh, I was able to get in way late – make way less money than I really wanted to and have way more restrictions and censorship. So well, excellent. You owe Opie a steak dinner. I really do. Well, me and Anthony, <laughs> we're going round, round. Me and Anthony had a lot to do with that. They really, uh, they were very nervous with uh, edgy radio shows. So I, I'm sorry for that too, Tony. Chad, I want, I want to ask uh, something because you mentioned Bob Levy is number one and then you said Steel Toe number two, but I want to oh, yeah. know who's three through five. Yeah, in your podcast you. feud. Jesus. I mean, I it's all gar- like Gino's there. I mean, he's garbage. Uh Kumia. Kumia. Kumia, of course. Yeah, he's Chris, bottom of the Christy barrel. Is it Mayer? Is it Patrick Melton? Is Yeah, it- he's there. He's there. It's just it's it's just like you're trying to pick your least favorite kid. It's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh They're all garbage. It's it's like I don't these are people I do not want to hang out with. Like I would never go grab a beer with Chrissy Mayer because it's not going to be authentic. It's not going to be genuine. We're not going to have a real conversation. And I, if I go grab a beer with Anthony Kumia, he's going to turn on me in five fucking seconds. So he finds out something or he finds out somebody else doesn't like me. So it's just like, these aren't good people. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I apologize if you're offended. And if you love these guys, fine. But this is my opinion. Right. That was for Nick Umrichin. I, I had an offer to go back into uh, the whole world and, the money was just ridiculous. It's so depressing. I'm not going to lie to you. Were you um, when you were in uh, Buffalo, did you was Shred and Reagan still on? Were they yeah, there yet? I used to be really good friends with Ted. Yeah, they're good guys. I like their show. We lost touch. I have nothing bad to say about the guy. Uh, I think, unfortunately, they put us up against them for a little while, so that made it weird because I was coming up in radio in Buffalo. Um I was doing overnights and helping out a little bit with the morning show, the bear man and, and Ted shred was a big part of that show before he, you know, did his own show. Give me a little history. And me and Ted, we would, uh, I would wait for him to get off the air around 10 
And then we go uh, skiing at Kissing Bridge like three, four days a week during the, the winter. I spent a lot of time with that guy. He's very, very cool. Um, and uh, just a really quick story that I haven't told in a while. So we were younger, you know, and, and we're radio guys and, and we're skiing and we're, we're drinking. And then we drive back to Buffalo. I'm not going to lie to you. Under the influence, certainly more times than not, probably. Not proud of it, but it happened. So I ended up leaving Buffalo, and I, I go to BAB. It was my next stop. And Shred uh, calls me one day. He's like, hope you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what happened? He's like, I was skiing at Kissing Bridge like we've done a million times. I had a few. I was driving home. I think the story goes, these, these details might be slightly off. He goes, I fell asleep at the wheel, and I fucking crashed into a house. I would have been in that car. Wow. And I think that changed his life. I don't know where he's at these days, but I believe I remember the time that changed his life. That uh, that was a wake up call. But uh, I love I love the shred. I don't know if Shred and Reagan are a good show or anything like that. I would assume at this point they they gotta suck for the simple reason that they they have shut down everybody in regular radio. Yeah, I do love talking about radio because it's such an insane business. What's for real doing uh, nowadays? Huh? What's Fareed from Citadel doing nowadays? Oh my God, f that guy! <laughs> I lost, I lost a hundred G's. I think it's a hundred G's. I forgot the total. All these years later, let me tell the free story. God, I love Tony. You're, <laughs> as long as you set me up with stories I haven't told, I love you. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, day after day, I tell the same stupid stories over and over again. So when I get to tell a new one, I love it. But first, JD Straight Shot Super Chat Friday. Thank you. Uh, you're helping the cause. Five five dollars. You're embarrassing me in front of like the king of the the, the podcast words of 2023. <laughs> I watch his live stream. It's like ching 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 ching. <laughs> anyway, don't forget Jim and Sam repackaging their best of as a podcast. Worst podcast of 2023 or ever. They stink. <laughs> they at this point they know they stink. Ugh. Uh, anyway, Fareed. I got a couple for each stories. First of all, this is how powerful Howard. St oh, wow. I'm going to tell you something today. Hit the like, you bitches, or I'm turning this off. F you. Wow. Those fucking fish. Wow. I don't need this. <laughs> how hard is it? They don't keep track of your likes. Um. Anyway, Fareed was a really big deal at CBS radio. Um, and, uh, you know, and, By the way, was he the one in private parts? Was he no, no, I don't think so. Because I thought that was the uh, the character that was played by Poppy from Seinfeld, the one who got hit in the back with the trophy. I thought that was supposed to be Fareed. No, no, Fareed came, I believe, after that. So Fareed, okay. if you if you remember Mel Carmazin, he was literally the godfather of all of this. He was a scary dude, but if he embraced you, he hired you and paid you stupid money. He really enjoyed edgy content. He was the one that set uh, Howard Stern's career on fire back in the day when they fired him at WNBC. Uh, His son Carmen. Craig was my boss for a little bit. Who? Craig Carmison. Oh, he's a great guy. So I have nothing bad to say about him. There's very few I have nothing bad to say about, and uh, Craig is one of them. <laughs> but, uh, so Mel Carmison, he was a young operator at the time, and uh, Howard gets fired from uh, WNBC. And... Uh, and Mel was starting up, I think it was K-Rock, I guess, at the time. I'm trying to remember. And he went to Howard and said, I'll, 
I'll embrace you. I'm hiring you. And the rest is history. Like Mel really set Howard's career on fire in New York. And he became literally the godfather of this business. He was scary as F. If he called you to his office, it was never good. And and you would almost shake in, in the chair. He was so intimidating. And I loved him to death. So anyway, um, one of his right-hand uh, men was uh, Fareed. And so Fareed was way up there in CBS radio. And uh, Howard, you know, would attack Fareed and uh, uh, how do I say this carefully? And his race, basically, and really went after him hard. And this is how powerful Howard is. I don't think many people know this story. Fareed went to Mel Carmazan and basically said, it's me or Howard. He basically went to uh, Mel basically saying, with all this crap that Howard's saying about me and my family and my race, you got to get rid of them. And they didn't. So Fareed left to start his own radio company. And that's where we get involved. And Fareed loved me and Anthony. And they had a a stock thing that was happening when they first started the company. And it was the days when if you if you had one of these IPOs, you you got in and made stupid money right away. I'm like, oh, I remember I was on uh, I was on uh, Cape Cod and I had to fax all my info and a check for one hundred thousand dollars, maybe more. Maybe more. Unfortunately, for, for, for one check, I thought it was like a gradual over time. So it was you sent over a hundred. Oh, an IPO and like, are you in or not? You got to get in early. I mean, and and radio was hot back then, but at this stage, radio is at the peak. I I gave him the hundred thousand at the peak of radio, and then ear nosedive to where it is today. Long story short, me and Anthony watched our hundred thousand. I gave a hundred. He gave a hundred. It might have been more. I, I wish I could. Uh, literally text Anthony and ask him, but at least a hundred and it went to zero. Wow. Zero. <laughs> Lost all of it. So when Jeez. you mention Fareed, it's like, but he, did, <laughs> but he did love us. And before I uh, was lucky and fortunate enough to have something like this, I actually, uh, you know, I had the open invite to hang at his house out here, and and I took advantage of that a couple times. He was he was very he was very cool. I don't know what he's doing anymore. No idea. Yeah, he put you guys on a bunch of Citadel stations when you guys came back to radio. Oh, percent. He loved us. He absolutely loved us. I, I I loved Free FM. That was hilarious. That they thought, oh well, Howard, this is going to be our big response. It's like you know, you have to pay for serious, but over here we have free content with more commercials and way more censorship. Yeah. <laughs> and that lasted about a year. Of, of course. They didn't know what to do, but it's it was regular radio's fault because they saw all this new media coming. They they had the whole world, and they just let them get in. They tape delayed you guys here in, in Cleveland since you guys were on the afternoons in the first place, but you did mornings, and we would hear you in the afternoons. And uh, that's how I met one Greg Opie Hughes. So I have a photo of you oh and I. Oh, my goodness. 2006. Now, I'm so embarrassed by this photo because I'm wearing a mesh shirt. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. I've got the ring light. It's, it's popping up on me. But I'm wearing a Mets shirt because I'm 18. I, I'm in college. I skipped out on school that day because I'm going to see the ONA live show because you had the traveling virus the next day. And I'm wearing a Mets T-shirt for the sole purpose of wanting to see if Opie who is a big Mets fan is going to say, Hey Mets, that's awesome. What a dick rider. What a dick rider. I know. I was trying to look. (laughs) I I, I Bob Levy the whole thing. Come on. I I did the same thing. 
I'm embarrassed that I did it, but I, I have to tell the story because I'm talking to you and I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm this 18-year-old wannabe radio guy and I want Opie to go like, hey, you're a Mets fan? I'm a Mets fan. And I really wasn't a Mets fan. But no, you're a Cleveland Indians, Indians fan. Opie. Right. Um, yeah. So it was just one. Of, I'm, I just I look back. I'm like, and then like I I see I'm wearing the shirt, and then I get that picture with you, and you're like you're like, oh cool, that was it. Like for Mets, because <laughs> the Mets were actually good. That's when they had David Wright. They had uh, the Andy Chavez made that catch over the wall. I thought it was going to be great, and we're going to be like, oh hey, I was hanging out with this guy from to Tony from Cleveland. What a great guy. Nope, none of that. <laughs> Fucking embarrassing. Well, you're giving me, first of all, hilarious, and, and you're giving me really good stuff. So I was uh, not a Mets fan at that point. <laughs> 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 boring. Shut up. I love the people that try. So, you see these people, right, Chad? They try yeah. some shit. When you do this as long as I have and you guys you know when it's working. And I try to, I try to teach even the haters. We all have fragile egos, although my ego's not as fragile as it used to be. So you gotta, the boring comment works when you know damn well that it sucks. You don't push a boring when it's working, you dope. Oh my god! Like when you do this long enough, you know when you're in the zone and it's working. So please, to that guy, I'm gonna try to help you for real. And Tony, I'm not laughing because I've done stuff like that too. But no, you no. Know, I it's usually with girls, but oh yeah. <laughs> Wait for it. Look, I'll have a dud live stream. Absolutely, that's when you hit me, and I'll hurt a little bit after I turn this off. God, you dummies! I have to teach you everything. Um, it's probably a dumb steel toe listener or something. Anyway, uh, Opie, welcome to the Mud Army. Thank you, sweaty, try hard. It is Super Chat Friday. We're looking for likes, especially. And maybe a couple bucks. I do need new bait. My bait's uh, on the low side. So maybe maybe I made enough money for clam bellies today. Who the F knows? But, Tony, so I was a huge Mets fan growing up, for real. And then I started hating baseball. And it just drove me nuts. And I'm a huge sports fan in general. But baseball, I faded away, and I was barely watching anymore. But on my radio show for years, I would give the impression that I was a huge Mets fan. And then It worked. One day, a listener called me out and goes, dude, you're not a, you don't even know. They had the starting lineup, and I couldn't. I'm like, oh, I'm not a Mets fan anymore. So I had, to let it, I had to let it go. And as far as the jersey thing, I did that to Mike Myers. Oh, really? He came in. He came in. I remember we were in Howard Studio, so it was at K-Rock. Mike Myers, like, uh, from SNL? Yeah, he was doing that. Uh, he was promoting that really crappy movie. It was the, the movie that. The Love Guru. I think it was the Love Guru, right. Like, he was on fire, and then uh, he was starting to fade away, which is unfortunate because he's a very funny guy. Um, he came in to promote the Love Guru, right, and he's a huge hockey fan. And so I was trying to get in with the guy, so I wore my <laughs> Long Island uh, Islanders jersey that day. Oh, my God. And even, like, Jimmy and everyone's calling me out, like, what are you doing because i i never wore sports jerseys ever i mean ever and i wore it that day to impress mike myers because he was a big hockey fan i think he likes uh toronto right the maple leafs so. mm -hmm. and i think he was wearing a maple leafs uh jersey which made it even more awkward he's not he has maple leafs i'm an islanders we're just getting along man we're gonna be friends for life oh what a douche i was that day i love tony wore a mets jersey <laughs> he didn't give a fuck yeah, but I get it. 
I did the same dumb thing. I mean, I, look, I, I wanted I wanted to see if Opie was going to be like, oh, you know, hey, we're going to have this kinship. And no, it was nothing. And I was, I was disappointed. Uh, God, cut my hair. Uh, did I say Michael Myers instead of Mike Myers? No, you did say Mike Myers. Yeah. Okay. I got scared. Robert Spawn saying Michael Myers greater than Mike Myers. There you go. I like that. <laughs> I uh, I got to be honest. I, I sent the link to Florentine. I didn't get an answer. Is he up this early there, uh, Chad? I I don't know. I, I I can't. I don't know. Maybe he's too. Maybe he's scared. I'm going to get into some of the drama. I wouldn't do that to Florentine, man. I just like hanging out with the guy. I uh, he uh, I, mean, I want to I want to apologize to the guy. For what? Well, the other day, uh, someone asked a question, you know, the, the famous F, kill, and marry question. Oh. And the, the choices were Kevin Brennan. Oh, well, that's Bob an easy Kelly, kill. Bob Kelly and Jim Florentine. Chad, you answer that because you know those players. I, and then I'll I, tell you what I did, and that's why I want to apologize to Florentine. I, I mean, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the easy kills Kevin. <laughs> so, too, just because he's yelling. Yeah. Who needs that in your life? Yeah. When you doing regular stuff. Because I, I imagine he's just yelling all the time. So, yeah, I agree with you. So, we got a match there. So, now you got the F and the marry. Oh, man. And you have to answer. I said, all right, I will answer this. I'm not happy that I got to answer this question. As soon as you say F, then they call you, uh, you know. You know. I'll go. I'll go marry uh, Bobby Kelly because uh, he's been, you know, he's been very committed to his wife and his family. Where Florentine, you know, he's he tried to do it, it just doesn't work. You know, his wife cheated on him, and you know, he had some situations in the past. So, and he's uh, he had a whore period. So we'll go f with Jim. You know, f the best <laughs> you weirdo. I don't want to do it. You made me do it. That's a dumb game. I hate it. You're a weirdo, man. Well, you pushed me into this situation. This is our benchmark now. This is what we do at 846 or 56. So I said, yeah, kill, uh, uh, you know, the Brandon because he's yelly. I just can't deal with that. Are you kidding me? I, I grew up with yelly. So the last thing I want is yelly around me. Uh, and then I said I would, um, I would actually, I had a good answer for the F part. See, I figured out a way out of it. You did not, Chad. What was the loophole? The loophole was I would, um, I would uh, f Bobby. Oh. But I would use one of his folds, so that wouldn't make it, you know, uh, ye. <laughs> <laughs> and I said I would marry Florentine, which is weird too, because. Like, he sort of looks like he could be my brother slash cousin. He's in between what my cousins look like and my brothers look like. So we have a similar look. But I spun it this way. I would I would marry him with the agreement that we uh, never have sex. and But I would have to sacrifice, you know, uh, something else besides that. And that would be no ketchup in the house. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Ketchup. What are you, 12? I apologize to Florentine for saying I would marry him because that's just weird. Hey, uh, W man, what upset, uh, uh, sorry, what upset, upset, excuse me, uh, me the most about these pod wars is the pylons. People ganging up on Chad just because others are. You think people would know better to think for themselves. Damn. He's right. Well, everyone just follows the leader. Like me and Anthony said, no, we ain't following the leader. We're, we're going to carve our own stupid path. That's what you do. Find that path. I agree 100%. This guy's right, W man. Because it's become hot to, uh, you know, just 
everyone is like, hey, today I'm sniping blah blah show. Like, first of all, didn't you invent the? I didn't. I didn't. Was anyone sniping before you, Chad? I don't know. I just started doing it just because Kevin. Because it, it's working for you. So now, well, today at three o'clock, I'll be sniping blah blah show. And then, yeah, like, oh, yeah well, I'm going to snipe you sniping that show. Oh, yeah. Well, watch what I do. It's just crazy. It is dirty. I'm not going to lie. It's a dirty tactic. I don't agree with it, even though I'm I, I, I benefited financially from it. I I don't think it's the right thing to do because like, you're literally just taking someone else's content, but it's working and I think it's funny and it got under Kevin's skin, so I won. Well, it, yeah, it's it's, working. <laughs> it's definitely working, but it's gonna it, it will fizzle. Yeah, no, trust me, I'm not hanging everything on that. Right on, Phil's Media, nine ninety nine. Hey, thanks for doing this every morning. First of all, Phil, I don't really recognize you. I hope you you know stick around and, and uh, check this out on the reg question do you think e-rock enjoys working for ant or do you think he has to that is a great question take that, that tony take that tony wait you um, know that one surprised the hell out of me because unfortunately uh, because me and anthony didn't get along for most of our run there 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 were teams it wasn't done on purpose but there was there was literally team anthony and and team opie and and e-rock was all in with team opie and and anthony was not a fan of e-rock in general i'm sorry but it has to be said and uh to see that he works for anthony that one really confused the hell out of me you got something on that tony no it was it just seems that um ever since e-rock kind of took over the reins at compound media things have fallen into disarray i've been up there and it i mean the place is kind of like when keith the cop owned the place or ran the place they were having uh, neil degrasse tyson they were renting out the studio and ever since e-rock kind of took it over and pro probably COVID had something to blame too but it's just fallen into disarray and you know legion of skanks were on there and Gavin and Michael Malice and a bunch of shows, and now it's it's the Gino and Chrissy network now. Well, I mean, Anthony, you know, uh, safe to say, I mean, I'll say it, the guy was was incredibly talented, but he never did any of the heavy lifting. I mean, none, none, uh, none. He leaves it up to everybody else. He's not really running that place himself. Trust me on that. Uh, yes, Tony. Um, TNA with ONA. Oh my! Well, that, well, that we were going to get fired for that. It, well, that, I, that's what I was going to ask because I remembered listening to the broadcast like the next, the, like that next Monday, and your voice was shot, and you were saying on the air that you guys could have been fired. But what was it? The uh, I'm going to be be careful on your stream and everything, but like certain insertion of certain things. Well, the story goes: uh, we did TNA with ONA. Um, I don't, I don't remember the timeline anymore, but it was about uh, a, it was about a month before you guys eventually got let yeah, go for the maybe even thing. less, but sure, let's go with a month. So we went up to Buffalo. We were killing it in syndication. They put this thing together. Like, look, you don't even have to do a show up here. Maybe you could pop on and just do a break here or there. But so what we were doing that day, most of it was not on their airways at all. So I remember, I think I was in a, a car with Anthony on the way there because they, they, yeah, they picked us from the picked us up from the airport, I believe, and uh, we started going. I, what was the name of the place? Mickey Rats. I, I don't know. I know. I know it was in like West Angola. It was right on the shores yeah. of Lake Erie. Yeah, it was unbelievable. So we're we're getting closer and closer to where we have to be, and the first thing is we're in a major traffic. Like crazy traffic. I'm like, what? It's Buffalo. What? And it's a sat. I think it was a Saturday. 
It was on the weekend because I remember we had to fly in and out because we still had to do our show. And uh, long story short, the crowd, the traffic was because everybody was going to the gig. That's how well we were doing in Buffalo. It was we showed up like rock stars. It was crazy. They gave us all security. My guy's name was Tiny because, you know, he was six foot ten. Uh, and he was my guy for the day. He followed me around because it, it was nuts. It was the days when we couldn't we it was it was crazy. All right. Whatever. We needed to do something. So we're like, yeah, why don't we get some girls from a local, you know, strip club and they can play volleyball, whatever. And we, we'll drink and party and hang out. And then, you know, things got crazy and everyone got naked and 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 things were being used. And it was it was absolutely insane. And it was a beach atmosphere and the boats were coming in from the water and there were kids everywhere. It was out of control. And so then we went back to New York and we were getting word that uh, they were looking into charging me and Anthony, the, the local government and the police and everything. They were seriously trying to charge us because they got so many complaints. And that obviously made the radio company very, very nervous. So we're like, ah, shit, man, seriously. So that I, I mean, I remember it this way that I felt like they were seriously thinking about maybe firing us to make the whole thing go away. Cause it's making their company look bad. And, and then next thing you know, we did the uh, S for Sam and then it was over Johnny. But did you, did you feel after the TNA with ONA and after all that, that the clock was ticking on you guys, or were you just emboldened to want to take it to another level? I think, you know, with uh, perspective, I think we were kind of dumb. Did you guys feel the writing was on the wall or was this yeah. just another one where it's like, nope, we got to take it even further now? No, man, this is this is where, you know, I'll take responsibility. You know, we we were kind of stupid. And I think Anthony in general was following my lead with a bunch of this stuff in general. I mean, he was definitely in on a lot of it. And I'll, and people would be like, you know, I, I felt like our audience, they were all about what's next, what's next. And we were like a runaway train. And we and, and unfortunately, looking back, I felt like we had to always up up the bits and up the radio and sadly i think we got to a point we didn't have to do any of that anymore you know my philosophy going way back was you do these crazy stunts it got people talking around the quote water cooler at work you gotta hear these guys they got this thing called whip about wednesday it's crazy what so then they tune in and then hopefully we we uh, get them with the the comedy and everything else we were doing. But we would use these benchmark bits to draw people into our show. And it got to the point we didn't have to do that as much anymore because people just loved us for for who for who we were and what we were doing on a regular basis. So with that said, it was like a runaway train, like TNA with ONA. What's next? All right, the S for Sam in the church. It was like I felt like I felt like we had no choice and we had to just keep pushing the envelope. And now with perspective, I, I think we didn't have to go all in in the end there. It sounds like the podcast wars because, Chad, you've been saying you're like, I don't know where we go next. Like, what's the right. next thing? And right. you don't know. It's a daily basis of who am I warring with? Who am I getting along with? What does the audience want? What are the super chats? It's, it's a day to day thing. Yeah, I, I have regrets because I think we should have started calming everything down. But eh, what are you going to do? I was hoping Florentine would come on, man, but uh Well he's got a kid and he's got a girlfriend now, so he he might be busy. He's always been cool towards me, man. You know, people try to like pull him into the nonsense. He's like, I'll never trash Ope. I I know what he did for me, and I appreciate that because some of these other guys should follow Florentine's lead. 
No, we're in Tony's friends with Florentine. I'm friends with Florentine. Ken Mosk. We're all friends with Jim. I I think he's an AC actually. I think he was at a, he's in Atlantic City, so uh, okay. he he might be in the hotel still sleeping. I'll, I'll get him on. I you know it would have been fun today, uh, and I want to apologize that I said I would marry him. Oh gosh, what's <laughs> wrong with you? Come on, Opeard. You said you would f him, Chad. <laughs> I mean, you made me play that game. I hate that game. At least I said it would be like a sexless marriage. <laughs> I, I put stipulations on it, but I still said I would marry the guy. I want to apologize to him in person. I'm gonna have to do that soon on my live stream. <clears throat> no, I was actually happy to have tony on because i know how much of an influence you were on his broadcasting career and i know tony's good and i wanted you guys to connect in some level so i'm glad it worked out pretty well for me thanks for having me tony you're good man for real i, I thank you i'm not just saying that you're good man you, you were asking the right questions and uh very good do you do uh, thanks to you do you do a podcast yourself or? Yeah, I do. Uh, so it's called the Check Your Brain Podcast. It's free every Wednesday, but then I have a Patreon where I just rant and rave about whatever early access to guests. It's patreon.com slash Tony Mazur, T-O-N-Y-M-A-Z-U-R. And I'm on Twitter, too. So there'll be all that fun nonsense in this world. I'll, I'll never I'll never listen, but uh, you know, I wish you the <laughs> I best of it. <laughs> you, you join the legions of people who don't listen, <laughs> Ex except people trying to get me fired. <laughs> I mean, the, the last thing I want to do is listen to pretty much anyone at this point because I've been doing this for so long. Everyone, like, sends me their podcast. I'm like, can you listen to this? And then I make believe I did. I feel bad. Maybe I'll listen to Tony. Who knows? I mean, you know, when I see Chad live stream, I'm like, I know, you know, this is just going to be nuts. So I, <laughs> We'll be I, back on at 2.30 today, but I'm, it'll, be, truly, it'll be a little different. I'm truly a fan of the Bud Shark. Truly a fan. <laughs> I appreciate that. That means a lot. I'm, I'm just – and it drives Kevin nuts. Send Opie the link. No, Kevin, I send you the link. <laughs> you want to do this, I send you the link, and then you figure it out. I'll send you the link while you're live streaming. You can figure out the technology of this. Great. But you're, you're not sending me the link ever. How about Kev that? Tony, you know Kevin Brennan. We've hung out with Kevin. What's your take on Kevin? Uh, Kevin is um, Kevin is an acquired taste. <laughs> He's, you know, the guy's talented, no doubt, but, you know, I, you, no, you, you're not saying, you know what Chad does? This is why I respect Chad. Hey, Ope, would you like to come on my stream today? It's all nice, pleasantries, man to man. Kevin, like he's on a throne somewhere. Who's this guy, Adam or something? Send Opie the, oh, thanks. Just going to send me the link. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for that. I'll click on it right away, Kevin. Shut up. I send you the link. <laughs> I used to talk to millions doing this crap. Who are you? And That's like, a good. If you ever do merch, you gotta send send you. I'll I send you the link. But <laughs> <laughs> just how he does it, I'll send him the link. Oh, gee, thanks. Did I pass the audition? And you're not gonna send me the link? Shut up. <laughs> but I but I like the guy. That's what you got to do when you do those rants. But I like the he guy. is funny. He is funny without a doubt. He's a funny guy. Bro, I'll tell and you. I know I I know him and Neil, and he's funnier than Neil. I hate Neil Brennan. Oh, I <laughs> never got the Neil Brennan. I, Did you ever I, have him on the show? No. Yeah. God no. And I think we were offered to be completely honest with you. I'm like, I hate this guy. Maybe he's a good writer. I have no idea. But and I'm not just saying this. Kevin Brennan runs circles around his own brother, so that's probably why he's yelly. 
Yeah. You know, I know I run circles around people, but I see they have bigger audience audiences. It drives me nuts. And I think that's where me and uh, Kevin are similar. He's way funnier than his own brother. That's a millionaire. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm with you. On uh, that. Sometimes this business isn't fair. There are people making stupid money and they stink. And I'm not, I don't even have a producer or anything. I just babble. And I yeah. know I'm better than them. Jim and Sam, shut the F up. They stink on ice. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, you're getting me going now. Um, all right. If you liked any of this, why don't you hit that like? 34, 34 likes on the on either the YouTube or the face. How many likes did I get today? I didn't even get 100 likes. This is embarrassing. Sorry about that. No, you, you brought it, Tony. These people <laughs> like, I don't know. I only give two likes a day on my social media. Ah, ah no, I don't think so. I'm going to save my two likes for somebody else today. Oh, my God. It's exhausting, this stupid social media. And if you gave me money today for Super Chat Friday, I greatly appreciate that. That's uh, that's for sure. And I'm now offering, uh, what, memberships on the YouTube? People said that I should do the Patreon. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't know. Would I do well on the Patreon chat? I mean, I've been doing it for a couple of years. It's 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 not as effective as it used to be. I I, I don't. I mean, it's it's an opportunity. It's a definite. I live stream so much now that people are like, like I just, I'll just watch you live instead of signing up. But I don't. I certainly don't discourage that. I know Tim Dillon makes two hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a month on Patreon. So, dude, <laughs> dude go, go. <laughs> That's one of the people I'm talking about. Yeah. So why Tim Dillon? For, for why Tim Dillon? I can yell and scream about dumb shit. I remember sitting in Tim Dillon's apartment in Los Angeles, and he's like, "I got to get something going for myself, man." He goes, "It's just I'm sick of this, man." He goes, "I'm just." And then next thing you know, two weeks later, he's on Joe Rogan, and then he's just going. I remember the conversation we had. Like I, he was on my podcast. He's like, "I got to get something going, dude," and you never know. You never know. Maybe this is the episode for uh, the final act of Opie. <laughs> Look, I just, I do have fun doing this, but to see some of these guys, I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. I mean, I, I know you have a weird thing with Rogan, but I mean, it seems like if you're friends with that guy, he makes you a millionaire. It just seems uh, that way. He kisses our ass as we're an inspiration and all that, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, my thing is simple with him. I, you know, when I needed him, he wasn't there. So he could go F himself. I needed one lousy hour from the guy, maybe even a half hour. It would have changed my uh, my whole uh, trajectory with my podcast in the early days. So he could go F himself for real. Yeah. Stupid Joe Rogan. I know he's good. I know he's killing it and all that. I get it. And I know a lot of guys respect him, but. If I if I was that important uh, to him in the early days, I needed one stupid favor. I there never goes. ask for favors. It's embarrassing when you ask for favors and then the, the person ignores you. You feel like there, a fucking fool. There goes your Spotify deal. It's over. Nah, I <laughs> guys a few times after. Did I say projectory? Did I did I say that right, Tony? You're you're a wordsmith. <laughs> I'm just no. I'm just an unemployed radio my, guy. My upward growth, whatever that would be called. Oh, you now I'm fired up, Chad. So we should maybe stay here and really get into this. <laughs> JD Straight shot five dollars. Erock hoovering down a hoagie, or Jimmy on the radio. Who would you rather have on a podcast? 
Um, I would honestly, I would rather have E-Rock on uh, over Jimmy, even though I don't get along with either guy. But Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't have much substance when he's when it gets. I know you like him, Chad. Relax. I won't drag you in. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, you know when he's not doing the goofy voices, he doesn't. He doesn't have. He doesn't have a lot of fucking stories. He really doesn't. He doesn't have depth uh, to him at all. So then when he saw the room, uh, you know, a lot was going on. And then he had, would have to throw a cartoon voice at it. Yeah. E-Rock has stories. Does he? <laughs> uh, it was like it was like choosing like explosive diarrhea over puking. So, you yeah. know, I had, to, I had to pick one, Chad. All right. So the football thing, what else you want to plug, uh, guys? Tony, you go first. Yeah, just uh, I, my Patreon is fine. Patreon.com slash Tony Mazer. Three bucks a month. I, I put out like 25 podcasts a month, so that's a pretty Jesus. good deal. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm bored. I got, <laughs> I, I work a regular job, but I like podcasting and uh, talking to people. And yeah, we have the football podcast. But if, you, if you're a freeloader and check it out for free every Wednesday, and then I do a Rumble show each week, just putting one of my Patreons out there for free on uh, rumble so i'm gonna do that uh actually after we get done with this podcast subscribe to my youtube channel which is sit down zumok thank you so much to opie uh for giving tony the inspiration to get in a radio and get fired all right guys i gotta go I all right well have a good weekend guys thanks for having me Ope. I thanks forgot, Ope. i forgot to put uh, suntan lotion on so now i got sun poisoning on this side of my face tony thank you chat thank you i'm gonna let you guys go all right or you later can- see ya why don't you hang up on me? It's it's cooler that way. Like I, your mom's box, and uh, and I'm gonna now just hit hit uh, end broadcast. All right. Have a great day. I gotta get suntan lotion. I uh, my face is beat red. Boo 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 bo